Hello, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Alex Corright, and this is where you can find my life, my writings, and unsolicited opinions about a whole number of things. Today, we're talking about a beloved author, Patrick Rothfuss. So I hope you guys enjoy. So today I want to talk about The King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. More specifically, we're going to drill down on book one, The Name of the Wind. Now, I'm not going to analyze this page by page, but I do want to drill down on the prologue and the first chapter. If you're selling a book on the first few pages, Rothfuss does some unorthodox things here, and I want to kind of talk about what makes it all work. In the beginning of The Name of the Wind, we're sold a rather questionable pitch, considering we're now two books into this unfinished series, and we've yet to see if the promises made in these books are going to actually be fulfilling. So far, the promises have yet to be delivered on. But as a reader, I'm somehow okay with that, and I want to talk about why. The prologue begins with a dark and elegant introduction to Kvothe's Inn and its silence of three parts. It goes on for only about three pages and relies heavily on simply setting the mood. There's a heavy air that lies about the scene that's described here, with lines like, If there had been a wind, it would have sighed through the trees, set the end sign creaking on its hooks, and brushed the silence down the road like trailing autumn leaves. The prologue is really important here, but not just because of its beautiful, indulgent, poetic prose. It's important because of the way that it establishes our main character. It does this ever so lightly and gives us our sense of tone and intrigue in the process. Our character's introduction comes in this manner. It was in the slow back and forth of a white linen cloth rubbing along the grain of the bar, and it was in the hands of the man who stood there, polishing a stretch of mahogany that already gleamed in the lamplight. The man had true red hair, red as flame. His eyes were dark and distant, and he moved with the subtle certainty that comes from knowing many things. Now, this is the first time that Kvoth is mentioned, and he's not even given a name. It's in the last line that we begin to ask our first questions about this mysterious man. He knows more than he seems to, but what is it that he knows? The page continues, The waystone was his, just as the third silence was his. This was appropriate, as it was the greatest silence of the three, wrapping the others inside itself. It was deep and wide as autumn's ending. It was heavy as a great river-smooth stone. It was the patient, cut-flower sound of a man who is waiting to die. This prologue is beautiful, but its true purpose is to establish a mystery. It only takes a couple short pages, but when the first chapter begins, there won't be much more of that until the chapter is well underway. The chapter actually begins in a somewhat jovial manner, spending ample time establishing a scene in that same inn that's far less dark, where town regulars just sit and drink and listen to stories from the old man Cobb. The prologue to this chapter is Rothfuss's way of warning you. He's setting a tone and giving you somewhat of a focal point in the form of a character before the chapter actually begins. As a writer, I'm of the belief that the very first page of your book is one of the most important pieces to convincing a reader to pick up your book and stick with it. If the prologue didn't exist here, this chapter would not work the way that it does. When the chapter actually begins, the focal point is somewhat unclear, and the first few pages lack much of any real gripping event or character. The mystery established in the prologue will carry itself through this entire book and well into the next. It's often what propels us into wanting to know what happens next. You see, when you read through the first two books of this unfinished series, you'll find that more than anything, this story unfolds in a sort of episodic adventure. There are some overarching themes and goals, but there are a lot of detours that don't always feel necessary or relevant to the main storyline. 
This could be a criticism of the series, but that's not really why I'm bringing it up. The simple yet unique method of storytelling, where Rothfuss tells his story through a somewhat meta lens of the main character telling his own dark, disastrous, and supposedly legendary life to a couple of people at his lonely inn. This lens carries the series, and it really allows him to explore the world that he's created without really dragging the reader down. But the thing is, in the beginning of this book, it isn't exactly clear that Kvoth, our main character, is the focal point of this story. He's actually just this mysterious innkeeper. He's even using a different name. And for most of the first chapter, the narrator even only refers to him by the title of the innkeeper. The events of the first few pages hardly have anything to do with him at all. It's almost as if Rothfuss tries to hide this character in the background. The way that Rothfuss zeroes in on Quoth subtly is reminiscent of a camera doing a slow zoom in on a faraway subject. Even when Quoth is finally established, his character is built with only small hints and implications. When Quoth is actually addressed, it's only from the viewpoint of the inn's patrons. This depicts him as a stranger that rarely ever speaks up or interjects, which is why when he does, it really surprises them. Later, he's still just being referred to as the innkeeper, and even more is done to draw the attention away from this character. There's hardly even a trace of relatable or voice-heavy viewpoint prose. And while this is contrary to a lot of writing advice, this is exactly what makes this chapter work. Until Kvothe's life story begins to unfold, everything about him is only vague. In this way, Rothfuss uses every sentence about the character to entice the reader into wanting to know more about him, begging us to ask questions. This works because by the time the book is actually underway, we're actually begging to find out how the world got so bleak and how this character got to this lonely inn. Even one of the back blurbs of this book reads, My name is Kvothe. I have stolen princesses back from sleeping barrow kings. I burned down the town of Trubon. I have spent the night with Thulurian and left with both my sanity and my life. I was expelled from the university at a younger age than most people are allowed in. I tread paths by moonlight that others fear to speak of during the day. I have talked to gods, loved women, and written songs that make the minstrels weep. That was the original pitch on the back of the book. These small elements of storytelling make all the difference. Sure, Rothfuss could have told it differently. His choice of words could have achieved the same goal in a different way, but he chose this way and he sticks to his guns. He's committed to this vision and the psychological groundwork that's been laid for this reader to follow. The way that Quoth convinces you to follow him through this three book journey is by never leaving you without a question. Now, I'm sure there are some people out there who might disagree on the overall quality of this series, or you might even be unhappy with how it unfolds. It's still not finished. But that's not what I'm here to discuss. These opening pages are so important because without the promise of looming disaster, the promise of what we don't know being rather earth-shattering, the promise of jaw-dropping mystery, we, as readers, might be hard to convince to keep turning the pages. This is how Rothfuss buys himself time to start Kvothe's story from the very beginning, leading us through long sequences of his boyhood, time spent in generic, university-adventuresque chapters, and even seemingly random travels. This even continues down to a micro-level in the very first chapter, where it rolls out like a slow burn, requiring more than a few pages to explode with any sort of plot-intensive drama. Until then, he leads us along with tiny breadcrumbs. It's even interesting to see a less contemporary approach to the first chapter, where the inciting incident takes quite a few pages to come about. The book even plods through a few days of in-world time before ever really getting to the pitch. The inciting incident of the first chapter is not even particularly grand. It only sows small seeds for the future. The pitch here is simply mystery. 
it hinges on the promise of these ominous secrets. It's yet to be seen if the payoff to this series was worth the wait, because it's not finished yet. But by dragging me into this series with a sense of epic intrigue, drama, and disaster, I stuck around through some admittedly slow and kind of boring parts. It actually took me until about halfway through the book to even really get on board. The beginning bits where Kvothe takes us through his life as a child, being with his parents and then becoming homeless, I was only mildly interested. This series is a long journey, but I found that the promise Rothfuss makes in this prologue is a beautifully and even uniquely executed proposition. This is how you get a reader on board and keep them there even through the slow parts. Eventually, as a reader, you begin to fall in love with the world. Rothfuss makes promises that take a long time to come to fruition, if they ever do at all. And this seems like a bad thing, but somehow he gets away with it. Rothfuss lures you in and then takes you places you didn't really expect to go. Places you aren't always sure why you're visiting. But what really confused me was how much I ended up enjoying the actual ride. Even when I wasn't sure if I was going anywhere at all. Even if I wasn't always satisfied with the way that some of the chapters were concluding. What Rothfuss does best is immersing you in his world, so that after a while, you might even forget about the promises he made. You might find yourself enjoying the ride wherever he takes you. The world turns out to be a real joy to explore. But this book is huge, and without those promises, you might not have stuck around long enough to find out. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed, be sure to leave a five-star review via whatever your podcast provider and hit that subscribe button. There will be new content here every single week. I will talk to you guys in the next one.